Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here for the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this afternoon. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this, you're listening to my next installment in my College Football Breakdown series. Continuing to break down all 133 teams at the FBS level. And in this segment, I will be continuing with the Colorado State Rams, who last season went 3-9 and nine and 3-5 uh, and five in the Mountain West. Colorado State was under new head coach Jay Norvell, who came over from uh, Mountain West Conference foe Nevada. And um, they got off to a rough start in the, in the non-conference slate, um, losing uh, to an FCS team in Sacramento State and then losing to Michigan, uh, Middle Tennessee, uh, just a, a, rough, a, a rough stretch to start the season. But it clicked. It started to click towards the end of last season. And honestly, the Rams had a pretty darn good defense. In conference play, they held Mountain West opponents to under 20 points per game, which is pretty darn impressive. Um, and then from an offensive perspective, it boils down completely to the offensive line play. They have one starter, one starter returning, but the offensive line was pretty bad last year. They gave up 59 sacks, nearly five sacks a game, and uh, we'll get we'll get into more of that in the position breakdown. But if they're able to improve that, the defense returns a lot. The offense has really good skill players, a really good quarterback. If it, this is this could potentially be one of the most improved teams in college football moving forward. And from year one to year two, Jay Norvell, when he was at Nevada, his year one at Nevada, they went three and nine, just like at Colorado State. His second year at Nevada, he went eight and five. I'm not saying this Colorado State team is going to go eight and five, but there is definitely room for this team to improve and compete for a bowl bid. I absolutely believe that this team has an opportunity to get to that six win mark and uh, get to bowl eligibility. I really, really believe that. So diving into the breakdown now for uh, Colorado State, they play at Canvas Stadium, uh, one of the uh, brand new stadiums in college football. It's beautiful. Uh, opened in uh, 2017. Uh, again, it's a beautiful, beautiful stadium um, that that I cannot wait to get to in the near future. Fort Collins is a beautiful place, uh, and I know that there's some other uh, G5 teams that are using the company that built Canvas Stadium. Uh, to, USF in particular is using the same company that built Canvas Stadium uh, for for what they're going to be doing down the road. So I, I think it's that's a again a beautiful, beautiful stadium, one of the best, uh, not only in G5 football but one of the best in college football. It's an absolutely beautiful place, and like I said, one that I cannot wait to get to in the near future and one that's going to be a real home field advantage for the Rams uh, moving forward. Again, I, I'm I'm really, really excited uh, for their future and for what that stadium brings to the table for them. Um, shifting now to, to the schedule for the Rams, or no, sorry, uh, coach on the rise within the program, going with Freddie Banks, who is their defensive coordinator, defensive backs coach. Coach Banks uh, came with uh, Coach Norvell in 2022. Um, He played at uh, Mercyhurst for a year, which is a Division II school, and then bumped up to North Dakota State. Um, Then served uh, uh, 
as a defensive coordinator, corners coach for Minnesota State Moorhead from 2011 to 2012, 13-14, he was at Nichols as the corners coach, served at the high school level in 2015 in uh, Louisiana, then 16 through 18 was the secondary coach at Midwestern State, uh, 2019 was the corners coach at Stephen F. Austin, 2020 the corners coach at Nevada, and then 2021 served as Montana State's defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach. Then, of course, has served as uh, the DC and DB coach at uh, Colorado State. Coach Banks has is, is done an amazing job with this defense. Like I said, uh, they they really, really played well down the stretch last year, and, and he's a heck of a coach and, and a real reason why they had that success uh, moving forward like they did at the end of last season. Uh, really excited to see what this defense can put out put forward this season uh, and they have a really good group there <clears throat> looking at the 2023 schedule now Colorado State opens at home against Washington State on national television that's going to be a huge opportunity for them Washington State's going to have a really good football team this year but a great opportunity for the Rams to do something uh, special to start their season <clears throat> then they have week two off and then they play continuously after that so a rough rough when it comes to that but they go to in-state rival Colorado with everything that with all the new pieces Colorado is a brand new team basically um, with everything going on there that game I mean the Rams have a chance in that game they really do then they go to to, to Middle Tennessee who they lost to at home last year that's a real opportunity for them uh, to, to get to get one back there I know they'll be really uh, energized for that game then they host FCS foe Utah Tech They've lost to back-to-back -back FCS foes. I, I would almost guarantee this year that will not happen. They will be focused, ready to go for that game. Then they have start conference play. They go to Utah State, host Boise State, go to UNLV, host Air Force, at Wyoming on a Friday night, then San Diego State, Nevada, and at Hawaii. Honestly, I look at this schedule. I say if you can get two non-conference wins, you set yourself up well for conference play. I really think they can go four and four in conference, and then you go two and two in the non-con. That gets you to bowl eligibility. I'm a firm believer that the Rams can do it, and and I really really think that they will. Uh, shifting to the breakdown now, starting offensively, position by position, uh, the quarterback position is in the hands of Clay Millen. Uh, Millen was sacked a staggering 59 times last season, but he still led the FBS in completion percentage at 72.2 percent. Absolutely astounding, really. That's a that's a heck of a completion percentage, but to be sacked as much as he was, it just makes you think, man, what could have, what else, what more could have happened? Uh, with improved play up front, Millen should be in line for a big 2023 season in CSU's air raid offense. Um, I expect him to do some amazing things this year. Uh, the running back room returns Avery Morrow, who ran for 834 yards last season. <clears throat> but he's got some really, really good help coming in. Uh, the additions of uh, true freshman Damian Henderson and Justin Marshall are big. They provide two big newcomers. Also, Juco transfer KJ Edwards and North Dakota State transfer Kobe Johnson are huge. Johnson ran for 2,563 yards and 18 touchdowns in his four years at North Dakota State. Uh, the receiving core <clears throat> may be the best in the Mountain West. Uh, wide receiver Torrey Horton had 1,131 yards, a 15.9 average, and eight touchdowns. He was an honorable mention All-American. Uh, Justice Ross Simmons 
and Lewis Brown return. Uh, the additions of wide receiver Dylan Goffney from SMU and then tight end Dalen Hawker from BYU are massive for this unit. Uh, Horton's return himself is huge, but Ross Simmons closed his freshman season off really, really strong. And this is a really good group of receivers. That's why I said that's the best group. The best receiving core in the Mountain West is a really, really talented group. Here's where it all hinges, though. The offensive line needs to improve upon last season, allowing 59 sacks, almost five per game, which led the nation. Center Jacob Gardner is the lone returning starter, and then the additions of Drew Moss from Lamar, Oliver Jervis from Monmouth, Bobby Lawrence from Missouri, <clears throat> Savion Henderson from D2 Lane College, and, and multiple JUCO players provide solid depth here. With the pieces that they've brought in, there, there's definitely uh, optimism that improvement will happen on the offensive line. Defensively, now the defensive line returns some elite talent. Defensive end, Mohamed Kamara was a second-team All-Mountain West selection at eight and a half sacks, and he has his mind set on double-digit sacks this season, and he will undoubtedly play on Sundays. He's very, very talented. Defensive end uh, Tony Pierce has been added from North Dakota State. Then defensive tackles Grady Kelly, Cam Bartow, and James Mitchell return. And then Rhode Island transfer Matt Thomas joins the rotation there at D-tackle. The linebacking room returns Chase Wilson and Justin Sanchez, uh, but they lost two great leaders from the position last season. Uh, the addition of Trey Poster, uh, Pastor from Cal is, a, is massive here. Like I said, they had they had two really good leaders at the linebacker position last year. I feel like those three guys that I mentioned can step in and really do some good things and help this defense here. Uh, the secondary returns big time pieces. Safety's Jack Howell, who was a first team All Mountain West selection, and Henry Blackburn return. As do cornerbacks Jingozi, Inesum, Brandon Guzman, and Aiden Hector. Uh, the additions of Tyrell Grayson from Utah Tech. Dominic Morris from Furman, and Rod Harge from Oregon State provide good depth. Harge should undoubtedly be a starter at corner. And then shifting to special teams now, uh, punter Patty Turner returns after his first season of playing uh, organized football. Uh, had a had a solid season. He, was, he improved as the season went on. Kicking will probably belong to Utah transfer Jordan Noyes. Final analysis now. This is my uh, opinion on Colorado State heading into the season. When head coach Jay Norvell was at Nevada, he improved from three and nine to eight and five from year one to year two. I see that type of improvement occurring this season. I think they have a real opportunity in their non-conference slate. You get Washington State at home again. Washington State's going to be good, but then you go to Colorado. I think, I think they're able to potentially win one of those games, and then you turn around, and you beat FCS Utah Tech. Winning at Middle Tennessee, I think, is, is definitely a, a win for them. And then you look at the conference slate. You go 4-4 four and four in conference. I really think this team has an opportunity to get to six or seven wins. I firmly believe that. Um, that same progression is possible here at uh, Colorado State, just like I was saying. The defense is going to be good, and, the often, and if the offensive line improves, good things should be expected. It, it, it's really hinging on that offensive line because, like I said, you have a quarterback in, in – uh, Clay Millen, who led the NCAA in completion percentage. You have an All-American level wide receiver in uh, Torrey Horton and some other good weapons there, the best receiving core in the Mountain West. 
And they have some really, really good pieces at running back. Avery Morrow returns, and he ran for 834 yards, like I said. Two really good freshmen and two good transfers. It, it, it really boils down, honestly, to how this offensive line plays. If they turn the corner and they play well, this team has a real opportunity to do something special. I firmly believe that. So, hope everybody enjoys this breakdown. Love doing these. One of the favorite things I get to do every year. Please like, subscribe, if you ever listen to podcasts. And uh, give the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good day. God bless.